All right. So you're watching Creative Outcomes, a pod focused on helping agency owners build sellable agencies and realize their ideal exit outcomes. I'm Ryan. I am uh, one of the partners here at Upsourced. Uh, I've helped a bunch of clients raise capital and sell. And most recently, I was the COO of an agency uh, that was acquired. So I've, 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 I've got empathy for this uh, problem in a couple of ways. Yeah. Awesome. My name is Meredith Pickerel. I'm a controller here at Upsourced. Um, and I'm currently actively involved in uh, several clients' um, mergers slash acquisitions. So really getting my hands dirty on this, uh, this subject right now. And if you are just joining us, or this is the first time you've seen us, we're, we are a, uh, we're going to bring you a bunch of things around agency M&As. So things like uh, tips and lessons, pain that we've learned firsthand as it relates to selling an agency. We'll bring you industry news, who's buying, who's selling, what sorts of things are hot. And then we'll bring you interviews with folks uh, who are sitting in your shoes, who have recently sat in your shoes, who want to sit in your shoes. Um, and ultimately sell their agency. So um, if you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button and we'll continue to bring you uh, great stuff. Uh, all right. So Meredith, what's our topic this week? I, we have a lot of various topics this week. But how to find an acquire for your agency. Yeah, this is a um, yeah, this is a good one. So, and I, I again, I've I've I have both uh, been on the receiving end of this question a lot, both from startups and agencies who have the thought of like, I ultimately want to sell. Where on earth do I get started? And then again, as I mentioned, I was the COO of a company. We we faced this exact same question, right? There's no playbook for this, um, and so you know, you really you realize this having been through it a few times. But the the question of like, okay, I want to I want to sell. How on earth do I find a person? To, to buy it, like, you know, my cold calling and my, what, is, what, what am I hiring a bank? Like, what are, what, what are the strategies, right? And, yeah. and, you know, once you've been through it, it's actually, you know, it's, it's, it's not as um, mystical uh, as it sounds, uh, but it's also not like an incredibly straightforward uh, process either, right? There's only so many levers you can control and some of it um, is, is a combination of luck and what kind of quality of business you've sold. So anyways, with that, um, let's get into it. We got what, five, five tips for how to find and acquire for your business. Merritt, you want to yeah. kick us off? Uh, yeah, sure. So our first tip is great companies are bought, not sold. Uh, kind of a cliche, but it is true. So having specific positioning, um, doing really good, great work, earning the right margins, generating repeatable revenue. Um, the goal is to build a sellable agency, not sell your agency. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and that, that tip is, is, uh, goes kind of hand in hand with the, the second one I'll mention, which is um, be visible in your space. So know the players, the kinds of people who might ultimately buy you. And so this obviously is a lot easier if you're an agency who has a very specific positioning or you've got a niche or a, mm -hmm. a very specific offering, right? You got a little right. bit, an area to live in. It's not, it's not impossible for anybody, but as an example, so, you know, as I mentioned, we, I uh, sold an agency here a couple of years ago and, and we were very specific on what we did and where we lived. And that, and that was the CPG marketing space, right? So we sold primarily to CPG and food marketers. And uh, the, the, when you sort of have a specific niche, the world of companies that live in that space is very specific. And the kinds of people who are also in that space that are acquisitive and have the resources to 
to buy companies is very small. So in our case, there was maybe a dozen, maybe less, maybe fewer companies who uh, would be a potential acquirer for us. And we knew that list of dozen companies early on. And so for us, it was just a matter of like, okay, great. These are the, if we are ultimately going to sell this agency, these are the 10 to 12 people who might buy us. That's it. Yeah. And once you get that list, very easy to get to know them, right? We, we were very active at sort of conferences and there was a, there's a, in our case, there was a conference called path to purchase. We went every year, we met all the folks there. And uh, ultimately the company that, that uh, bought our agency, we met two years before actually selling to them at that, at that, at that, uh, conference. Question for you. At what point in this process did you realize, like, did you go into this, like, we're going to build this agency and we're going to sell it? Like at what, what point did you realize like, Oh, here we go. We got to get this into a position to sell and go out and do that marketing. Yeah, well, I'd say in our case, it was a little bit unique, uh, which is that we took some outside capital. And so we kind of made the decision early on that we were building a company that we ultimately needed to get liquidity for because the external investors. But let me, I will answer that with a second, which is, um, had we not had that intent, we still would have. And the reason is, you know, we had built an influencer marketing agency, right? And, and we were lucky enough that wasn't actually our initial intent to focus on influencer marketing. But, you know, in the early, the mid, middle of the life of the, uh, of the company, we realized that that was a capability that we had. And it was a mega trend that had a lot of gas behind it. And so uh, we sort of pivoted ourselves into that area. And we, we had an awful lot of success. But we also felt like, you know, there was a there was a time there was going to be a time where that capability had sort of peak interest Mm-hmm. And our ability to get a top multiple was now, right? And so that's sort of the reason, that's the reason that made us say, we're not just going to sell at some point in the future, now is the time. Okay. Right? And it was, it was, yeah, the the hotness of what we were doing. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. A little, All right. Sorry, derailed, uh, derailed from top. <laughs> well, no, that's really good. But I think the, the the macro point on those two, which is, great companies are bought, not sold, Mm -hmm. and know the players in your space. It's like once you've done those two things, you have built a quality organization with good margins and stable growth, and you you have met the 10 to 12 people who are capable and interested in buying a company like yours, this process is very easy. It's very straightforward, right? If if you ultimately want to sell, then in all likelihood, uh, they're going to buy you. Right. Um, And it's a matter of initiating that conversation. So anyways. All right, what's the next? What's the next tip? Okay, so... uh the couple different ways like so how do we besides like the marketing and and going and and finding those um you know 12 people in that last example i think you know talking about hiring a bank or a broker uh any any how do you take it to the next level how do you get from 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 interest in 10 to 12 to saying okay one of you guys we're for sale let's make this happen yeah so how do we do it um I mean, very varying schools of thought here, but um, I mean, I'm I was not prepared to talk about this one. Sorry, uh, that's okay. I'll cut it out. But so yeah, yeah you're fine. So one, maybe I won't. So one <laughs> is um, biz dev to corp dev, right? Yeah. So this strategy, biz dev to corp dev. This is like a class. Is also a cliche. I think everything in M and A is a cliche. Um, <laughs> this this is a cliche, uh, but it's to say, okay, again, I've identified the ten to twelve. How do I take the conversation to 
acquisition, right? Do I just like phone up that company and say like, hey, you want to buy us? We're ready to sell. Or do I like take out a billboard across the street from their office and say, check out my agency, you should buy it. And so, you know, you certainly could do those things. But the most classic way is to sort of do this, quote, biz dev to corp dev. Biz, what that just means is start with a partnership, right? So, whether you've got somebody who's specific to business development and your agency, or you know you, that's something that the partners handle, it's that the point is like look for opportunities to collaborate with a potential acquirer on something. Whether it's a co-promotion, or it's uh, we've got a mutual client and we want to bring a new offering to market, or mm-hmm. there's an, there's any number of ways. You know, you they've got like depending on what you do, if you have unique data and they're a media buyer or something like that. Okay, great. Well, let's come up with some sort of, again, partnership agreement where we can work together. And by the way, it's kind of clear when one agency is talking to another, either company or agency, that like uh, acquisition is on the brain, right? Like everybody knows, everybody's, you know, potentially for sale. And so um, it's not like you're going to surprise them, but that's fine. So start with the idea of like, okay, let's, let's try something. Let's do something. Let's work together. You get a much clearer feel for what it's like to work with those individuals and how they attack problems, sort of things like that. They get a feel for not only what are you like to work with, but also this thing that you have that they would want to buy beyond just revenue they get a chance to sort of test drive it, right? You get yeah. to fit each other together and see what it's like. And then if that project goes relatively well, then the conversation to say, okay, let's just fold this into our offering. Let's just bring you into the company and let me make you an offer. Supernatural. Supernatural. And so um, that's a, you know, it's not, you, you don't have to do that. I can tell you we did not do that. So in our case, we went directly to um, acquisition conversations. Okay. Um, but... Um, the partnership angle is one we entertained. Merger. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So that's one. The other you alluded to uh, earlier was hiring a bank. What's that? What, what's, what do you think, what do you think yeah, about that? Like that? Hiring a, get a, like a third-party broker to come in and evaluate yep. where you're at and you utilize their connections to uh, start the conversation. But it's it, that feels like a more costly approach to it and but probably has a higher close rate i i don't have much experience in this realm and we don't have any of our none of the clients that you've been working with on their m&a have hired a bank in my knowledge that correct yeah yeah, i don't think any of our clients have hired a bank I, i can tell you we hired a bank in our situation um and you know it's interesting we actually already had inbound interest we had an loi or we were near an loi and then mm-hmm. and at that point is when we hired a bank right so th- they do a couple things for you the one is it's, it's particularly effective in a few situations one north of 10 million in revenue so if you're mm-hmm. sub 10 million in revenue it's it's that's another sort of tip or whatever it's hard to actively market your agency for sale you might get inbound interest but it's not under 10 million it's not really a saleable asset it's still highly dependent on the buyer and so your multiple is going to be or i'm sorry the partner or the owners and so it's just not like it's standalone business really there's a lot of risk and so the multiple that you're going to get is much lower um and the the amount of inbound interest you're going to get is going to be a whole lot lower it's got to be strategic um uh, or else it's just not going to happen so again a bank is is not going to be very helpful for you under 10 million but if you're over 10 million in revenue um and uh you they're going to help you in a couple ways one They'll help shop you around, right? So mm-hmm. we actually had a, an offer, and it was helpful for us in getting additional eyeballs, 
and those eyeballs were helpful. I, we didn't like we didn't explicitly shop the deal or use that very explicitly, but it, it gave us confidence that the offer we accepted was the right one, mm. and it got us a couple others to look at. Um, and so they can be very helpful for that, right? It might take you 30, 60, 90 days or more to try to like get in with all of the corp dev people at the places that are in the sort of 10 to 12 and also the next rung of 10 to 12 right. uh, that are maybe quite as logical, but very possible. And they can do it in a week, right? So we hired a bank and then within a week we had a deck together and we had like a week's worth of meetings. And, and that's just, you know, that's, that's something that uh, is, is somewhat irreplaceable. And then the other thing they can help you do is um, negotiate. And so that was really helpful for us because okay. again, I mean, you know, if you don't, if you've never done it, you don't know uh, what you don't know. And just having the confidence of a person who's been through this process, um, priceless. So while, yeah, it was like low, did low single digit percentages of the total purchase price, which if you do the math, it can be a lot of money. We paid right. them seven figures. Yeah. Um, but I would do it again. Yeah. I can tell you, genuinely, I would do it again. Big sleep at night factor. Yeah. Just they that's why uh that's why they hire us right they give you give the an expert in the the area yeah. of the realm it's the same thing with a banker like going right to the source that has all of this different perspective essentially that's what you're that's right for. yeah all right um what's the last last option or, or yeah. one not option uh one of the ideas we we've talked about is esop which i think is an interesting um for a couple of different reasons uh there's some tax advantages to setting up an esop and i guess just so we're all on the same page employee stock ownership program um yep. so essentially you as the business owner are selling the stock to uh the company employees can get the right to buy or acquire that stock. You know, it, it's going to be dependent on how the plan is set up, but um, they they earn it over time. Uh, but there's some tax advantages to you as the business owner uh, to to selling that to, as an ESOP. Um, so, yeah. and then you don't have to deal with the, the third party buyer is, you know, the back and, and forth. cool. I mean, this, you know, we were talking about this before we started rolling, but like we have a number of clients who are not very acquisition oriented. They've built their agent, you know, they have their agency because they are motivated by the work and they like doing cool stuff with friends. And that's a lot of agency owners, right? And so mm -hmm. while it would be nice to get liquidity, one of the big downsides is uh, I'm going to have this big agency holding company come in and have IBM or Deloitte mm -hmm. or WPP or whatever, and the culture is going to change the whole yep. thing's over. And this is an opportunity to get some of the best of both worlds, right? Not only do you get, you know, the owners get an opportunity to get liquidity, right? They can sell their shares, but yep. instead of selling it to WPP, sell it to the company and the employees. And now you get employee ownership. And now truly everybody's incentives are aligned. Everybody's in this together. Yep. Your, your, your employees can get real upside over the long term. It's super cool. And, and as you mentioned, like there's a massive tax advantages to borrowing the money through an ESOP versus, yeah. you know, some other way. So this is worthy of a separate, yeah. uh, we want to dive separate, in more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you happen to be watching this on YouTube, comment below if you want us to get into the weeds on this one, because I think this could be very interesting. Yeah, agreed. Cool. Um, I think those are all of the, the high points okay. that we wanted to hit today. All right, cool. Got it. So just to recap, great companies are bought, not sold. Know the people in your area. If you do those top two things, you're 80% of the way there to getting in a position to sell your agency. From there, you've got to have the conversation, take it to the next level. And you can either do that through partnerships, you can do that through hiring a bank, or 
you can do that by just being very direct about, about your intentions. And then finally, if you desire some of the benefits of selling, but you're not looking for the suits to come in and change the whole, change how your agency runs, then uh, you might take a look at an ESOP. That could be a really interesting option. Yeah. We got mm-hmm. it? Feels cool. a, it feels a little bit like uh, dating to me. It's like, it, oh, my position in the right point. Are totally you interested? Is, Am I interested? Like, It's totally dating. It's yeah. the weirdest <laughs> dynamic in the whole world. It's crazy, yeah. That's funny. All right, Meredith. Well, this is a good one. And and again, if you like it, hit subscribe below and uh, we'll bring you some more uh, soon. Awesome. Thanks.